to Tortal Sisters, a book club podcast about all of the works by Tamara Pierce. I'm Risa. And I am Ariana. And we are your hosts, and also sisters, hence Tortal <laughs> Sisters. Like, I just, I gotta put that in there. <laughs> we are sisters who loved all of these books growing up, and still do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, really. if we didn't love them anymore, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah, um, and that would be a silly thing to do. So yeah, this podcast is rated T for Teen for Strong Language and Mature Themes. So, sister. Yes. Let's let's talk. Yeah, let's let's stop with the uh the soliloquizing in the beginning. Let's get into what is this podcast? What is this podcast? We're hoping this podcast will be a book club, basically, mm-hmm. where our listeners read along with us, and every episode is going to be a different book in the extended Tamara Pierce universes. <laughs> so we're going to be reading Tortal as well as Emmeline, so the Circle of Magic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to do it one book an episode, so and this will be released monthly, so that gives everyone a month to read a book and then we can all get together and chat about it. I mean, Ariana and I will chat about it. And if you're on our Discord for Curlmaster Sisters, our other mm-hmm. podcast, then there is an entire channel dedicated to this podcast where you guys can go and discuss the book that we're reading at the time. Um, in spoiler warnings, because we don't, we don't want to spoiler anyone. Yeah. We don't want to spoiler anyone. You heard me. <laughs> So, yeah. Tamara Pierce, how did we get into Tamara Pierce? Seeing as how you were the reason that I got into it, I feel like you have to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, when I was 12 or so, my best friend Cassie was obsessed with <laughs> um, specifically the Tortal universe. So, mm-hmm. Alana and all that. And she got me to start reading Alana. And by the, yeah, I had to be 12. I devoured those books. (laughs) Um, I sped all the way through the um, Song of the Lioness Quartet, the Immortals Quartet, and Protector of the Small Quartet. Mm -hmm. It was at that point that we got to actually go meet for a book signing. Uh, We went to go meet Tamara Pierce. Uh, I still have, she signed all four (laughs) of my Song of the Lioness Quartet books. The first one, she's like, Dear Risa, girls rule. And like the others are just signed. And then I read through both of the Circle of Magic. So the Circle of Magic and the Circle Opens books. Waiting then for all of the other books to come out. We got <laughs> we got um, Trickster's Choice in hardback. So that's how I know that was the first one that we got like new. Because that one's in hardcover and all the others are in paperback, which I love because, like, my uh, Alana book literally has, like, $7 on the back, seven fifty or something like that. I was like, oh, God, I wish. Right? Don't you wish we could still buy paperbacks (laughs) for just eight bucks? Those were the good old days. (laughs) Honestly. Um, And then I got Ariana into reading the Tortal books. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Which she read through. I will talk more about which ones you like more. And yeah. then she wouldn't read the Circle of Magic books, and I couldn't get her to do it. 
<laughs> so what I did was I grabbed Sandry's book and I went into her room and I started reading it aloud to her <laughs> until she stopped and listened to me. Um, and then we and proceeded then, to read the rest of the Circle of Magic books out loud. Yes, uh, every single one of them mm-hmm. uh, we read out loud together. Uh, which I'm really sad when the the new one's going to come out and we're not going to be able to do that. Because yeah. <laughs> the last one that came out in that universe was Battle Magic, which is in 2013. Um, so we were still living together at that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ariana, what what uh, what about the books for you? What What did they do? They... I feel like... Tamara Pierce is really what got me into um, writing fantasy. I I had a lot of trouble with it when I was uh, younger because, like, I had Harry Potter and that was really it. And so I tried to make all of the magic fit into real world. And then I read her stuff. And albeit she wasn't, you know, the first person to do that, the only person to do that. But she was the first person that got me into it. And so, like, I just devoured the rest of the books <laughs> yeah because you'd read you'd read lord of the rings yes and but were... that was all that all felt so solid whereas yeah. you can like tell where tamara pierce uh like hers is very organic it's 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 less structured because, you know, you read Lord of the Rings and it's like reading the Bible. It's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what it's always been. And it, it is ha- it has a rich history. Whereas, you know, the Tortal books especially, it's like, yeah, we're kind of making it up as we go. and, and But it's, it's all getting linked together. And so I enjoyed that world building and thought she was awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We've met her twice now. Two book sightings. Oh one, my god, you're right. <laughs> yeah, one when I was before uh, Trickster's Choice came out, and another one. Actually, it might have literally been like 2003. I have the signed books behind me. Um, they're all they're all just fucking behind me right now in recording. You can see them behind me in my bookshelf yep. uh, if you're if you're watching this. <laughs> um, but also sh- we had um, Mastiff signed. Uh, yep. The Becca Cooper book. And apparently that's yours because it has Dear Ariana in the cover. Uh, I think it's because y- you you were like, well, I- I've got her signing things for me. You didn't talk to her last time because I disappeared into the book stacks and was nervous to meet her. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> yeah. but um, And then the second time we met her, I told her I liked her tattoos. It's true. You did. <laughs> We, we saw her at Mysterious Galaxy that time. Mm-hmm. The first time was a bookstore out in Grossmont, I think. Lemon Grove. Lemon yeah. Grove, yeah. yeah. I was I was just like, I know we went with Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> and we were the only people there. That was the worst uh, It was really, it's because advertised. it was in the middle of the day. It was so stupid. In a weekday? It was <laughs> they, so They weird. really screwed her over on that one. <laughs> they did. Um, but it was still fantastic. I was so it excited. Was. Because there weren't very many people there. We got to, like, talk to her. Yeah, there was, like, us, and there was some middle-aged man who had her sign every book. And that's why you only had her sign the four books, because you were like, I don't want to take up her time. I was literally buying the (laughs) Protector of the Small Quartet that day. I hadn't even gotten that far. 
Yeah. I remember saying I was excited for Kel and everything. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, fantastic. Also, we have a couple signed copies of other things. My Tempest and Slaughter is signed. It's, I didn't get to go meet her or anything for that one. And our copy of Battle Magic is signed. Um, it lives at our parents' house, sadly. But our friend Jay went and got that signed for us at one point. Or grabbed a signed copy at a convention. I can't remember which it was. Uh, it was that of Melting Stones. I can't remember. I think it was mm. Battle Magic. I think it was Battle Magic. I feel like Melting Stones... Was too We early. ordered on Amazon or some shit like that. Yeah, so. probably. You know, it happens. You know. But, yeah. Yeah. Do we want to start talking about... We're, we're just... We're not starting on a book this time, obviously. Yeah. No one has had time to read it. <laughs> Certainly not I. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to reread these books before we talk about them. Well, yes. That's the whole, the whole point. I've read these books, like, at least... Some of them at least five times, to be honest. <laughs> uh, the Immortals Quartet and the Protector of the Small Quartet... I've reread probably about five or six times. Um, I reread The Immortals um, a couple of times. Yeah. And I reread some of the Circle of Magic books a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the Circle of Magic books I've read the fewest times, like three times now for all of them. Yeah. Um, we got the idea for this this podcast, honestly, because very <laughs> recently a group of my friends, we were all starting to just like reread the Tamora Pierce books together. Um, or for one of our friends, it was the first time she's ever she's ever read them. And they all ran out of steam. And I didn't. <laughs> and I reread every single book. I'm currently rereading Battle Magic. I'm going to go back over each one before we do the episode so that I can have it fresh in my mind. But the great thing is that most of these are very quick reads. They really are. Yeah. The, until about... Squire, I would say. And on the other end, yeah. it's Shatterglass. Those were the ones mm -hmm. where she started being allowed to make them longer because at the time that she yeah. was starting to put these out, 1980s is when the Song of the Lioness Quartet came out. She was only allowed to have them about two... Shush. <laughs> she was only allowed to have her books to be 200 pages long. And honestly, something that's fantastic is that with Harry Potter, like, mm -hmm. say what you will that about did, the books, yeah. we're not, yeah, I'm not mm -mm. going to be defending any of that. Mm -mm. But what happened was <laughs> the books were very, starting to get longer and longer by Prisoner of Azkaban. It was like 300 something pages and Goblet of Fire was over 400. Yeah. So basically what that showed was that kids were able to read longer books than 200 yeah. pages. So when that happened, she started being able to make her books longer. And when that happened, they got so much more complex and fantastic. Yeah. I know that um, when I was 16, I, I finished... Uh, no, I'm sorry. When I, was, when I was 18, I was like most of the way through my first novel that I ever wrote. And I emailed Tamara Pierce. Because I was like, I need advice. Because not not writing wise, I was just like, look, I was like, in fact, I very specifically said, I'm not trying to talk any creative with you. I'm not gonna do that. Because <laughs> I know writers hate that. 
because it's it's too much shit. Um, but I was like, I, how do I, you know, get it published in its com- its complete form? Like, how do I work with an editor um, on on not cutting too much of it? Because what if they cut too much? I, I rambled <laughs> in that email, but um, <laughs> but she she just wrote back. You do what you can, man. She's just like, <laughs> editors will do what they're going to do. You just have to consolidate what you've got. <laughs> do what you can while you can, and then when they'll let you do more, do more. I was like, okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Publish my own novel. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So that's not so, what she was telling me, but. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's what yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that meant that her books were got to be longer yes. and so the later ones are a bit longer of reads, but they're still very fast-paced, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it's like a slog to get through. Oh god. No. One of them was I had an issue with one book on my reread and we'll talk about it when we talk about it. Okay, okay. It was rough. <laughs> but um all the others are very quick reads i know what you're talking about now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so do we want to go on to talking about our favorite characters oh my i don't see how about a favorite (sighs) character per like book series if you want i can't do that either it's so hard (laughs) you're asking me to choose between my babies all of them yeah i think these What's great about these books, and I think why we like them so much, is that they are very Mm character-driven. They're, like, plot is happening. The earlier ones are a little more plot-heavy, but Mm -hmm. the more they go into being character-driven, the better they are. Yes. Um, Especially, I I think she really gets into that in the Circle of Magic I was getting ready to say that exact same (laughs) thing. That's when it's like, wow, this cast of characters are just so amazing. I love them. I want to know more about them. Mm-hmm. And just fantastic. Yeah. I think that that really helped because, um, okay, so we'll just get into talking about, you know, co- just comparing the series and stuff like that yeah. in, in the characters, just all, all in one. We're just going to yeah. do that. So, like, um, the first three quartets in the Tortal series were um, uh, singular characters yeah. who we followed through, like, progressively years of their lives yeah uh we watched them grow up uh especially um alana and dane i feel like or no not dane i'm sorry kel uh (laughs) yeah the immortals books only takes place over like three years yeah something like that but um Um. but yeah so so we, we you watched like especially kel and alana grow into adults and it's just like oh my gosh remember when they were this little baby and Pretty much. So it's, and then you've got the Circle of Magic books, and those work because, like you said, it is this great cast of characters because it is just this warm hearth in in the the first Circle books. Yeah. Um, they're just it's this relationship that's just so beautiful and so sweet it's found family they found family (laughs) sweet babies honestly they got their mommies and they got their uncle who teaches them to meditate 
And then their other uncle, who is fire. Um, <laughs> I love Frostpine so much. Yeah. He's so fantastic. Yeah. If, between Emelyn and Tortal, I think the big difference is the Tortal books have always been young adult fantasy. Whereas mm-hmm. the Circle of Magic books, the first ones, were middle grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's pretty clear that you can see that. But it's not in a bad way. It's still mm-hmm. in a way that I'm, even as a 29-year-old, I am able to read those books and still value them for what they are. I think some of the earlier Tortal books have are a little messier because I'm pretty sure Alana was... Uh, published in 83, I want to say. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, it was, it was rough. <gasps> the first novels can be disastrous. That's why I, most people's first novels, like, aren't include, aren't, aren't something that's within their, um, series, their main yeah. series. They're usually, like, one-offs that are, like, just trying to find their voice, but she... Couldn't find her voice necessarily, but she knew the story she wanted to tell. Yeah. And, and I, that was the important part. And it's very clear, and I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But getting through the Song of the Lioness Quartet is definitely, for a lot of people who don't have nostalgia backing them, yeah. that is kind of that th- threshold to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are still worth it, but they are definitely like 1980s feminism. Yeah. Which, at the time... It was all very um, progressive. Mm-hmm. Though now, you know, almost 40 years later, <laughs> like, we're able to tell that some of this is a little... Um, how do problematic. We yeah, it's a little problematic, you know? Yeah. But I think that she really grew... By the time she got to Protector of the Small and the Circle mm-hmm. of Magic books. Absolutely. And I think it's very clear when we get to Emmeline. And in Emmeline, it's not just white people. Yeah. In Emmeline, everyone is a different color. Everyone, like, she specifically goes into talking. And I think that's something because it was brought up to her about her Tortal books. Is that it was very, very, most of the main characters were white. And I think... That was probably brought up to her because when you get into Emmeline, that's not the case and it's just not questioned and it's beautiful and no one is ever being like, like there's all of this um, diversity, but Um, it's not a problem. mm -hmm. No, I like to, uh, I feel like what happened because by the time she was writing those books, it, she had gained more popularity and she'd traveled and she'd met her fans and she saw her fans weren't just little white people. Yeah. <laughs> and she went, oh no, I, I need to <laughs> represent them. Because Alana, her first character, was her. She, yeah. she was her self-insert. So that's the only thing she saw. She didn't, she, she wanted to see herself yeah. on the pages, which is valid. Quite, valid, absolutely. And then she realized, I have a responsibility. Yeah. I, I don't only need to show me. I want to show everybody. Yeah. And, and I think great. you you do start, she started even doing that in the 
Immortals books. Yes, yes, I, I was going to say. That's important as well, but specifically with Numair as the mm-hmm. one of the lead characters as someone who is described as having dark brown skin. Mm-hmm. Um, though other times it's it's very wishy-washy on <laughs> how people are described, but I think... I feel like you can see where editors stepped in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that too. Yeah. What's nice, though, something that's interesting is that she has, Tamara has come out saying about certain things that in retrospect, things, she wants to make them canon because of how people are reading them. Mm -hmm. So people have asked her about Alana's gender identity. And she says that if she had known the words for it before, she would have, you know, Alana is gender fluid. Yep. And I think that's very, like... As an adult who is gender fluid, going back through these books, I'm like, oh, I should have known. I, <laughs> I read all of these books and I just related so hard. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> this this shouldn't have been as, as late of a thing as it was. <laughs> and she's also gone back and said that Kel... Um, is ends up like coming to terms and realizing that while she had fun with any romantic or sexual relationship she had when she was younger, mm-hmm. it's not something that she's actually like into. So she is aromantic and asexual. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so fantastic to have this character where it the text supports that. Mm-hmm. It's not just a JKR thing being like, yes. <laughs> And then they just shit themselves, you know? <laughs> no, they would magic the shit out of their asses. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and absolutely. I, I was I was glad when she confirmed that because that was what I thought. I was like, Kel is absolutely ace. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love her to peace. She's of the, of the Tortal heroines. She's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I think because I think she's I just... think for both of us, she's she is of the Tortal heroines is the best. I I love Dane, but I, she I is wanted... not very smart, she's and not. it can be very frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> and Alana, I relate to more than Kel, but mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, same with, I would say. Becca is a hard one because, like, all cops are bastards. But honestly, that one. Okay. I'm going to say it. Becca <laughs> is kind of a blank slate. She she really is. She's just a reflection of the world around her because the entire point for uh, Tamara Pierce was to do more world building. She was like, I want to get into detail. She got very into She created a a much more intricate government and law system and underground networks and just that's some of my favorite writing if not necessarily my favorite stories yeah i think they are we'll we'll talk about them when we get to them i do have a soft spot for rosto yes (laughs) yes you do (laughs) yet again yeah that's your type yep which is why george or jonathan I was always Team George. Yeah, I hated them both. Honestly, J- Jonathan's <laughs> kind of a, a a douche. 
Yeah, and then he continues to be a douche as he the He continues king. to be a douche continually. He, like, but at least one that listens. Like, Yeah. I definitely like Kel best out of all of them. Allie is another one where, like, I mean, I like her, but she has um, a little too much of Tamora Pierce in her again, mm-hmm. I think. Um, which, which is, is fair because yeah. she is, you know. Alana's daughter. Alana's daughter, so it's another piece of. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So that's. Yeah. Okay. That's where we are on that. How about <laughs> Emmeline, though, Ariana? Because for me, it's a very easy. Out of, like, if we're talking about out of the, like, four, right? Mm-hmm. The four main characters. Yeah. I would have to go with Triss. I love I love Briar so much. He is my baby. Mm-hmm. I would love him to be my son. <laughs> I just yes. want to care for him. But yes. Triss, I have always like I have always related to Triss. <laughs> I have always very strongly related to Triss. Um but then that can also make me kind of angry at her sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cuz she's, you know, we're both very hot-headed and hard-headed and <laughs> It's like, ah, uh, so, and that's why uh, it's really, that's why it's hard for me to pick between the four because yeah. I love Daja because she oh, is fantastic. hard and she's soft. She, she doesn't, she doesn't change who she is. Yeah. You know, she, she doesn't make herself more one way or the other because that's what somebody wants of her. She's like, this is just who I am. (laughs) And it's, I think what's fantastic about it is that it does really go through to her being metal in the way that she Mm -hmm. may change her shape, but she's still iron. She doesn't Mm -hmm. change. And I think that's fantastic. She can be molded and she can find ways to better herself, but she doesn't change what she's made of. And Sandry is Sandry. the reason I got into I got into spinning as a child. <laughs> when I for my thirteenth birthday, I asked for a spinning wheel, yep. and then I used said spinning wheel for several years before I became quite allergic to both wool and alpaca, and I had to yeah. stop spinning. Yeah, <laughs> that good was times, sad. Good times, yeah, <laughs> but Sandry, I do love that because she. She's just, she is the Meg, you know, in Little Women. She is, she has her wants and her ideas, but she is very grounded and responsible. Yeah. I think Magic Steps really shows that. Oh my gosh, I love Um, that. I also, however, I do think that she got the short end of the stick in the Circle of Magic and Circle Opens quartets because Mm -hmm. she got the first book on each one Mm -hmm. and they become about her but mostly about other people and I think Will of the Empress made up for it yes (laughs) absolutely that's a great book but of course of all of the Emmeline characters Rose Thorn is the best yeah Rose Thorn's pretty awesome I love Rose Thorn I, I love Lark I love Evie Oh, yeah. Evie is fantastic. Evie, sorry. Evu Maymay. Maybe it is Evu Maymay, but I think it's Evu Maymay. I love her. And and Luvo is fantastic. Luvo's, ugh. And just, (laughs) I fucking, I fucking love them. Um, But I, what I really love is it is 
canon in the texts that Lark and Rose Thorn are in a committed polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. And Ro- Lark is a lesbian, is what it's implied. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Rose Thorn is canonically bi. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. They were. <laughs> I loved them because they were just the most stable relationship that I that I like got to see and was like, oh, this is good stuff, man. Yeah. They Fantastic. actually like worked through shit and 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 just, oh, when they had to be separated, it just Yes. It was like and, oh. and then for me, like Briar's book is where like I remember being like, they're lesbians, right? They're lesbians? They're lesbians, right? And then they didn't, like, ever, like, say that until Briar's book, where she starts calling her my love. And I was like, I fucking knew it! (laughs) Eat that! Yeah, Um, I mean, I think Emmeline has more of, like, this open... Sexuality is a lot more explored, and gender is a lot more explored as well in that world. Though the Becca Cooper books do explore how people experience gender in Tortal. And of course, like, the entire thing is very much about pushing gender roles, just in general. In yes. In Protector of the Small and um, Song of the Lioness. So yes. Absolutely. It's about different ways. It's the, the fact that she said specifically, Alana prefers the term sir because she's making a point. Whereas mm-hmm. Kel prefers to be Lady Knight because she's making a different point. Yeah. Because they, had, they had to prove themselves in different ways and, and they let that reflect. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's honestly beautiful and I love that. <laughs> so which would you say is your favorite book or series? Shit. <laughs> I mean, I do have a weak spot for the um, Immortals series. Yeah. Um, something about Dane. Honestly, I think it's just her magic drew me in. I I loved all of that stuff. I loved all of the, like, um, abstract magic in it. And just, yeah. like, I really dug that. But at the same time, I loved the Kel books because uh, Kel was just such a, a, a such a good girl. She was so good. Yeah. <laughs> she just she was just like no, that's not what we're doing. That's <laughs> not very... right. It's kill time. That, <laughs> sorry, that was a that was a Tumblr post I saw that yeah. it was like anyone gets bullied, Kel. It's kill time. Exactly. <laughs> that's that pretty much explains all four of those I th- books. <laughs> I think I I kind of relate to Kel in that that's just kind of yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely appreciate the Protector of the Small books a lot. Yes. And I think that they are, for the Tortal books, they are my favorites. However, if I'm going to pick one out of all of these books, and it's going to be kind of a surprise to what I've been talking about, though, it would be Cold Fire. That is I it. think Cold Fire is one of the most well-written books she's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm currently rereading Battle Magic, so I might change my mind on that one, but <laughs> Cold Fire hits every beat perfectly. 
And I think Street Magic is also on the same line. I think I rated them both five stars on Goodreads because (laughs) I read those books and there's nothing I'm like, there are no notes for me to give. (laughs) No notes. So it's like, while I'm, while I'm reading those books, no matter, even though I know how it ends, I'm Mm -hmm. still like reading fast enough that I'm like skipping words like I want to get to that part and I think that's what makes these books just so special to me yeah Uh, cold fire especially it's like she dipped her toes into the um um like crime mystery yeah because yeah and And I mean that's also what's happening with just that entire like but i i I feel like cold fire got the best treatment for that oh i agree like i think shatter glass just went a little too far with it mm. um because they were actually working with the cops and stuff yeah in um wherever the fuck she was tharios sounds right (laughs) but cold fire i think just emotionally Mm -hmm. just hits hits it yeah. Just nails it. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, anything with um, Briar being Briar, I'll always love. Yeah, and <laughs> pretty much. I think Will of the Empress is another, like, I don't want to mm-hmm. get into any of these books, obviously, right. because people <laughs> listening to this might not have ever read any of them, which, like, good i'm so excited for you to read this for the first time then like this is just something fantastic that we want to (laughs) share with you guys um but i think will of the empress is one of my favorite books for briar because him as an adult is he's still just a fantastic kid he is and i love him he's 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 grown up but still very much briar yeah and he finds his sisters and he's like okay no, I gotta, I gotta go back to, like, <laughs> protecting them. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go back to, like, us working together. Exactly. I want a book of just him and Triss. Just being brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> just doing whatever. <laughs> I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what they're doing. They're, I they're, just they're want great them and they together. need to do it together. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. They're, they're fantastic. I love yeah. them. So, the question here, sister... Is ambient magic, wild magic, or academic magic, which would you prefer to have? Now I'm going to explain to people, ambient magic is magic that is specifically in the Emelyn books, so the Circle of Magic books. It is magic that is drawn through your surroundings and that the person can just manipulate. So it is not from them themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Academic magic is magic that you use spells and you're actually pulling the power from yourself instead of the world around you. And then wild magic is being able to communicate with animals. (laughs) I like wild magic, man. (laughs) I figured that's what you were going to say. That's, that's, I mean, I do love ambient magic though. Do not mistake me. And that's, that's as far as writing goes, my favorite kind of magic. Yeah. Because it is so nuanced, and I love it. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> I would prefer to have wild magic, man. 
I think the answer is pretty clear that I would prefer ambient magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's good and shit. I, I would definitely... Yeah, and... Wild magic can take other forms. It's not yes. just animal communication with animals. It's also like shape shifting into mm-hmm. animals, but it always wild magic almost always has something to do with animals. Animals nature, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only people we see generally are people who are like horse-hearted. Uh, <laughs> so people who can like talk to horses or at least like have a special understanding with horses. You see yeah. most of that. But Ambient magic, I've always been obsessed with. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think if I was to have ambient magic, I feel like I would be a I would be a weather witch. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think that I when I was younger, I was like I'm a stitch witch. But honestly, as I'm growing you know, older, I feel like be it ambient or be it academic, I'd be I'd be a kitchen witch. <laughs> really, you don't think you'd have green magic? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. If I had wild magic, it would literally just be for cats. I would just be able to talk to cats. <laughs> just cats. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't need to talk to you. Go away. <laughs> I'm talking I'm, to a cat here. I'm speaking to this cat. That's Those are my people. <laughs> but yeah. academic magic. The only reason academic magic really... <laughs> Academic magic is, to me, the big draw to that is healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can perform healing magic through academic magic. But you can also, through ambient magic for water, I think, water mm-hmm. uh, mages can perform healing. At least we see that in Briar's book. Um, mm-hmm. They talk about how you can heal, like, what your ambient magic is and... So for a green mage, they can heal plants in that way. Um, and for a stone mage, you can, like, fix rocks in that kind of way. Um, or if you have, I think it was water magic specifically, because <laughs> humans are 70% water, was the, like, idea yeah. there. So. Makes sense. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <sighs> magic is good. Magic is good. <laughs> So the first book in the entire series is going to be Alana. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys have a month to read it. <laughs> Wait, what's the... The first book is called Alana? Yeah. Is it? I thought they all had something to do with Lioness something. Oh, she's going to get the book, guys. She's getting the book. Oh, here she goes. She's bringing me the book. Alana, the first adventure. Ah, that's right. Okay. Oh, God, that cover. It's so cute. Look at that. Ah. With the fantastic... Oh, it smells so good, too. Yeah. (laughs) With the water damage down here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Risa, Girls Rule. (laughs) 2003. Yep, 2003. Yeah, it had to have been... It was right after the cedar fires. I remember. Because we weren't yeah. sure if we were going to be able to go out there. That's right. And that's why most people didn't show up, too. That's why it was. because Their that's houses the got burned down. Yeah. Yeah. Southern California, y'all. Hooray. Hooray. So, yeah. This podcast should be going up on the 15th of every month. Is what we're hoping for. Uh, so, you guys have 
until next month to read yeah. Alana, the first adventure, so we can talk about it. Make sure you can join our Discord, which the link will be in the description below, wherever you're listening to this, um, to join. And you can come and talk in our Tortal Sisters channel about the book as you're reading it. So, I we don't have any places online yet because yeah. I have to have a first episode before <laughs> I can submit it to iTunes and Spotify. But soon you'll be able to find us on those yeah. places. You will. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. We have a Twitter, which is at Tortal Sisters. Um, and then if you want to, I don't know, look at other stuff, we uh, have a fancy website, crawlmeistersisters.myfightclub.com. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say? I don't know. Keep on reading, guys. <laughs> Keep on reading. I like that as a sign-off. There we go. <laughs> so, I'm I'm Risa. I'm Ariana. <laughs> Keep on reading. <laughs>